But everything they've told me has been true, including it's never going to be the first idea, Matt. It's your ability to adapt to what the market wants you to be and where the market opportunities are. Don't stand on your first idea or you'll die. Hey, this is Jesse here with episode 83 of the Betting Startups podcast. And you're about to hear my discussion with Matt Deutsch from Better Sports Network, which is Sports Talk 3.0. Matt shared a lot about his 20-year career as a professional sports media personality, which included launching the first ever radio channel dedicated to fantasy sports on Sirius XM in 2010. Matt also discusses his view of the sports content landscape, how Better Sports Network is innovating within it, and his key learnings through his first full year as a founder leading Better Sports Network. I really enjoyed hearing Matt's story, and I hope you do too. But before we get started, I wanted to let you know that the Challenger Series Summit is coming to Las Vegas this October before G2E. Co-hosted by GeoComply and City, the Challenger Series Summit is a unique networking opportunity to learn from US iGaming founders and entrepreneurs who will be sharing the hacks, tips, and tricks to achieve high growth. I was fortunate enough to attend the last edition of the series earlier this year in New York and can confirm that this is a must-attend event for industry founders and senior executives alike. RSVP to attend the Las Vegas Summit on October 8th before G2E, which you can do by visiting www.geocomply.com. All right, we are back here on the Betting Stars podcast. NFL Week 1 is now in the books, and right out of the gate here, I'm going to put today's guest on the spot and ask for his 60-second synopsis of the key takeaways from Week 1. So Matt, what can you tell us about what you saw? Wow, what a crazy NFL start to the season we had in week one. The panic button has been pushed. We have injuries. We have playing time for players that we didn't expect and wild outcomes. And I think it's very important for anyone who's involved in fantasy football or sports betting with the NFL to, to understand that week one is not necessarily what we're going to see the rest of the season. And uh, coaches are very guarded with how they're going to have their game plans and their playing time. We have less preseason than we've ever had before. So this is just the starting point. I would even caution people to say weeks two, weeks three. Uh, let's, let's get a month in before we really find out who these teams are uh, and who these players are. But in our business of trying to predict performance, it, it is very difficult uh, to be able to understand what's going to happen. And, you know, we try to lean on our smart people, our analytics, um, and try not to panic too much. If you've drafted a fantasy football team, don't trade all your players just because they didn't do well in week one. You got to have a little bit of patience, which is hard to do in fantasy football and NFL sports betting. Nice. Well, you nailed that. Clearly, you've done this before, almost as though you've made a career as a sports broadcaster. But it, Matt, it's great to to finally get you onto the pod. I know we've been going back and forth trying to set this one up for a while. So I'm excited to be here today and unpack everything you and your team are up to at Better Sports Network. I'm not sure if I've met anybody in the space with more energy than you. I'll do my best to keep up here. Um, maybe just to kick off, Matt, for the benefit of any folks listening that might not be familiar with yourself. Can you give us a quick overview of you, your background, and some of the major chapters of your journey up until founding Better Sports Network? I'd love to. I'm so glad to be here and be talking to you and, and all the people uh, that follow this show and podcast. I have so much respect for it. I'm a sports radio junkie. I've always been growing up. Love the idea of audio and connecting uh, with passionate sports fans either in my local New York City area or around the country. And uh, I've let that passion grow towards leading me into a career in sports broadcasting, uh, starting in community radio, learning all the tricks of the trade uh, on a community level from writing to broadcasting to selling 
uh, and then got my dream job at WFAN Radio in New York City, uh, entered uh, at the bottom level there in the newsroom and, and working control boards and, and doing everything I can to advance in a career that I had a lot of passion for. And it was so much fun to be able to work alongside my heroes in the sports radio game at WFAN. And then trying to build my perspective, moving on to a national level, uh, I went to Sirius XM in 2002 and started to cover sports beyond the New York City landscape and learned a lot there in, in the United States. The college football landscape is so dominant and we just don't have that in New York City. So to be able to learn about how these other sports and their fandoms interact with each other was very beneficial for me. And I did a lot of fantastic things at SiriusXM. I got to work with celebrities like NASCAR Cup Series driver Tony Stewart and Tiki Barber and Reggie Jackson. It was just fantastic to work with the best of the best and challenge those people who've been really successful in their areas of life to become better broadcasters. And I just love to be able to work with talented people like that. In 2010, I conceived and my boss, Steve Cohen, helped me build Fantasy Sports Radio, the first ever radio channel dedicated to fantasy sports. It's hard to imagine we didn't have that back then, Jesse, but we didn't. And fantasy sports wasn't traditionally covered by mainstream media. And Steve got our CEO, Mel Karmazin, to say yes at SiriusXM. And on July 1st, 2010, we launched Fantasy Sports Radio, covering all of fantasy sports, taking a lot of phone calls and doing fantastic things in the space that have never been done before. So it was a dream come true for me. I was at SiriusXM for a very long time. And then understanding how the market was moving, legal sports betting coming in, broadcast technology evolving, my dream always to run my own network. I left SiriusXM at the end of 2021 on great terms, which I am proud to say I maintain a strong relationship with that company and all those fantastic people today. And that was where the dream for Better Sports Network was built. Well, in there, you used the word passion, Matt, and I have to say your passion exudes through the microphone there, uh, very palpable. So let's talk about, you know, your transition and, and, and channeling that passion from your time at Sirius into Better Sports Network. Um, can you just talk a little bit more, I guess, about what that process looked like for you to go from zero to one to actually make that transition and going into the deep end of the pool of entrepreneurship to launch Better Sports Network? Thank you. I've always wanted to have a, my own network, as I said, but I thought I'd have to buy a radio tower to do it. And uh, with broadcast technology innovating, thanks to the pandemic, one of the good things we saw uh, in 2020 was the emergence of technology that would allow us broadcasters to create content from our own homes with all of our hosts in their own homes and build a quality sports talk network remotely. Uh, using powerful, innovative technology. So I saw that happening with the rise of sports betting uh, in this country. Knew it was my opportunity to create something that I'd always wanted to do uh, to make sports talk more entertaining, more inclusive, more fun, uh, to be able to get away from just helping people win more money and just helping people have more fun, connecting people, bringing more people into the space. So uh, I knew that I could do it when the broadcast technology was out there and the appetite for sports betting was out there and legitimate media was now focusing on sports betting. There was a lot of investment in the space. So it just made a lot of sense for me to say, I have these relationships. I'm an old man now. So I knew if I blinked, it would all be over for me. So it was a now or never moment for me. Uh, I wanted to do it strategically and again, leave in the right way, leave my channel at SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio in the proper way. Um, 
exit the proper way, which is not not easy to do in the corporate game. I mean, I hate to say it, nobody leaves on good terms. So that was very important to me. And um, building Better Sports Network over the entire 2022 was just a, a learning experience. I'm so proud that people I've worked with in the past wanted to work with me again. Um, I've been able to partner up with some very smart people to help me take my dream and make it a reality because you know, I don't know a lot about building business. I don't know a lot about the proper way to start. If I would have done it myself, I would have made so many mistakes. I'd be spending more time undoing my mess than growing. So finding the right people who are smart at what they do and allowing them to do it um, was essential. And in August 29th of 2022, we launched Better Sports Network. Uh, we purchased an app that was in the marketplace. We built on top of it and and we produced 17 hours of live content a day on the Better Sports Network app starting in August. So it was really an amazing experience and and one that we, you know, we're just getting started. We're a year in, thrilled to still be in business in this crazy time, in this crazy world. And uh, really, the sky's the limit right now. Awesome. Well, happy belated birthday to you and the Better Sports Network, by the way, getting to one year, uh, blink of an eye and, and you're there. But let's drill down a little bit now, Matt, uh, as you just alluded to, you know, within the network, there's a few different sort of properties and products in the mix. And I guess I'm just wondering if you can sort of explain to the audience what that comprises of and maybe at a strategy level, talk a little bit about what goes into the thinking behind sort of assembling the different assets you have to, to comprise Better Sports Network. Well, so much has changed. And I never thought I would be having this conversation talking about all the different aspects of our business. I really did think it would be enough to broadcast uh, a live 24-7 network focusing on fantasy sports, betting, and collectibles. And that is what we launched with, but quickly learned uh, with consumption habits changing, with technology innovating, uh, we really needed to do more. Uh, you, you know, it, it's a slow build to be able to grow a live sports talk network. It's a very crowded space and there's a lot of talented people doing uh, great things. So we've, we've quickly learned to be able to keep our head above water that we had to find new areas of the business. We had to find ways to make revenue uh, and we've done so. So we, we got our eye on the merger and acquisition market. We made a strategic acquisition of Fantasy Alarm in the spring of 2023, which allowed us to bring in some fantastic talent to now be on our payroll that's well-known within the fantasy sports and betting industry. We now have a product. We have FantasyAlarm.com producing content every day. Uh, we have the SiriusXM radio show Fantasy Alarm from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern every day with Howard Bender and Jim Bowden. So bringing in Fantasy Alarm and that established brand really allowed us to have a product uh, to build our business around and wrap Better Sports Network around and create a 360 experience along with our app uh, which is now the BetterCast app, which is fully gamified, where we have a companion app where we ask predictive questions about live sporting events while they're happening. So if there's an NFL game on and you're on the BetterCast app, we ask you who's going to have the most rushing yards in this quarter. Are you going to bet over or under on this? All free to play, not real money. We're not an operator. We're in it for the experience. You want to create a social experience with fans watching the game. And then on their phones, they're chatting and answering questions to win fabulous prizes. So we have the app. We have FantasyAlarm.com. We have the live interactive network, Better Sports Network. And in June, we opened up Better Sports Productions, Jesse. So a way for us to be able to use our expertise, our relationships, to be able to go to the market and say, 
let us produce content for you. Let us produce your podcast, your stream, your commercial, your live events. If you need a, a song parody, if you need a fantasy football draft, if you need a host, if you need a producer, if you need someone to administer your social media strategy and lead your execution. This has worked out really well for us. So now we're engaging with clients around the industry. Everybody's in the content game. So why not make that crowded space a positive? Why not go to groups and say, you got to run your business. Go run your business. Let us sweat all the details of what graphics going to be in your podcast. It's amazing the people that I meet with that are doing everything on their own. They're running their business, marketing, they're hosting shows, they're producing shows, they're editing shows, and it's just too much for anybody and they're probably uh, in need of services. So it's been really cool for us to be able to get out into the market, produce content with clients, and, and really help them grow as long as we're helping ourselves grow again through our live network, through the terrestrial channels we work with, through the satellite channels we work with, Discord, the websites, all the different areas that we can kind of now wrap everything up. So it sounds like we're doing a lot, but it kind of all marries together. And uh, like I said, I thought it would be enough to just be live on the air talking sports, but look what we've turned into. Well, I said at the beginning here, Matt, I'm not sure if I've met anybody with more energy than you, but now I'm also not sure if I've met anybody doing more than you and the team are doing. So, I mean, uh, unbelievable sort of the, the, the volume of, of content you guys are producing and uh, obviously sort of adjacent lines of business you're exploring here. I do want to ask a little bit about what it takes to build an audience. And look, I mean, a lot of my guests on here are, you know, builders of different tools or products or apps or other things within the space. And user acquisition, we call it in that context, is always uh, one of the biggest challenges for these entrepreneurs. So from your perspective, you know, what tactics or, or channels are you and the team using to sort of build your audience and establish the brand in the media landscape? And this is, this is the name of the game and something, frankly, we struggled with when we launched. I came in talking a lot, my big 20-year reputation, all the influencers that we hired. We thought that would be enough to be able to go on LinkedIn and say, I'm Matt Deutsch, look what I'm doing, uh, and have all these great influencers posting and being able to help us grow. And of course, they did, but we, we quickly found you need to do a lot more to be able to grow. And, you know, learning SEO has been like the single biggest jump for us in the science of search engine optimization uh, really is everything. And we're not all the way there yet. Uh, and we follow people that are being successful. And this is what I'm talking to most people about is what's working for them, what's not working for them. And, and to be able to get our content in front of people is the biggest challenge. So we're trying to understand that science of SEO. We're using all of our platforms to build, build user acquisition and build audience. So really trying to get our content out as many places as we can. Uh, we have a deal with the New York Post. We have a deal with Yahoo. We're on Terrestrial. We're on SiriusXM. FantasyRundown.com and SportsBettingRundown.com and all the channels that we have to try to get our content out there. Um, try to work with influencers to spread our message in an authentic way. Uh, another thing I've learned is, you know, kind of let them do it their way. Don't tell them how to promote us. You promote it the way you think it should be promoted. And I've learned that lesson, especially with social influencers, to, to not have them read scripts, to not have them kind of uh, ram the message that I want them uh, to put out. Let them do it their way um, to be able to do that. Of course, we're trying to engage with groups that are, that are good at SEO, that can help us be in front of the right people. There's some very powerful technology out there. Uh, it's just a question of figuring out which one do you work with and, and where is the, the right place to be? Um, of course, word of mouth helps a lot. Um, I try to, to grow my presence on LinkedIn. I mean, it's so funny because I have a small audience on LinkedIn, but I think I really have the 
the right people following me. And I'm so proud of the people that follow me there. And when I post there, it's really amazing the connections I make and the fact that these people want to help me. Uh, so word of mouth has helped a lot uh, as far as user acquisition. I mean, we do free trials. That helps a lot uh, to be able to have a seven-day free trial at Fantasy Alarm. You can basically get in there and get all our NFL stuff for free for one week if you like it. So it's really a combination. We hired a cheap growth ninja uh, who's really, really smart and uh, to try to figure out, you know, how do we out there how do we grow how do we play this game i'm a content guy so it's it really is a game and thinking of it that way is an exciting way sports is a competitive place and and business should be so too so we try to find the right people try to hit those algorithms and of course experimentation for anybody who's trying to grow right you're not going to get it all right you got to try things and as a startup, it's tough because, of course, the bottom line is is tight and every dollar is precious. And you see what's happening in major media. They're not spending anything. They're laying off people left and right. No one can spend anything. We can't afford to do that. We have to spend. We have to grow. So when money's tight, how do you find a ways? Where are the right places to spend? Who are the right people to reward and compensate? So we're still learning that. But uh, I can tell you, I mean, we're in a much stronger position now than we were as, as early as three months ago. Awesome. And and like you just said, I mean, you know, you are a content guy by trade and at heart. And I'm just curious, Matt, uh, and you've alluded to this as well, which is, you know, the, the content space is getting rather saturated. There's a wide spectrum of different types of content of varying degrees of quality, et cetera. And I'm just curious to get your perspective on how you view the current content landscape. I mean, are we at a point of saturation? And, and I guess, you know, if so, how are you thinking about Better Sports Network differentiating and really rising above and, and standing out from the rest? There's certainly a lot of people in the content game. And then that's a good thing, right? Especially specifically for us in sports. This is not competitive. We all need to work together to bring more people into the sports space. Get them off comic books. You know, get them off Amazon. You know, get them off Netflix. Get them off listening to music. We need, Get them off politics. We need more people in the sports space. And it would be refreshing and nice if more people in the sports industry would work together to not be fighting amongst the people that are already in the space, let's get more people in. With that said, I, I don't view it really as saturated because there's so much room for innovation and doing it differently that you can, you can come in tomorrow, someone smarter than me anyway, can come in tomorrow and immediately make their mark and go on a rocket ship if you've got the right idea, if you've got the right secret sauce. I, I would say it is saturated if you're doing things the way it's always been done. It's just not enough to be a quality sports talk show host and, and network. Hate to say that, 20 years ago it was, now it's not. You got a lot of great people doing sports content and you got a lot of influencers, one man bands who are doing it differently than everybody else and kicking everybody's butts. So uh, I wouldn't say it's saturated because that idea is still out there for everybody to kind of, if you could dream it up, you can now do it. And uh, you almost can beat people that are already in the game. So uh, it is something I constantly think about. You have to be different. For us, our goal is to be more entertaining than money and stat-based. We want to be fun. We want to be inclusive. We, wanna, we don't want to talk down to people. And I'm huge on interaction, right? The, the streamers have it right with chat. Chat is great. And I wish more of my broadcast brothers and sisters would adopt chat to their live talk shows. But things like phone calls are not really being done in our industry as much as I think they should be. It, it's kind of a sign of the times where millennials and younger people don't want to pick up the phone. They want to chat, but I'm going to break that and, and I'm never going to give up on phone calls. So I think coming up with new ideas, new ways to, to in, 
engage people in sports. Gamifying content is something we've always been very strong with. We want people listening and watching our content, always having a chance to win something and using innovative technology so that at any time you hit a button, you might be able to win something. So it's a little bit of taking from everybody who's been successful in the space, including the 100-year history of radio, right up to the Twitch streamers and the esports hosts that are just doing fantastic things using chat using video technology, uh, all the different ways to connect with an audience and, and gamify our space. So crowded, but not saturated. Got it. Good distinction, Matt. Um, let's shift just a little bit here. I want to talk about the, the fundraising side of all of this. And again, you know, the amount you've done in one year with your team is more than many companies do in five years. So, you know, it takes resources to execute at uh, a cadence like you're doing. And can you just talk a little bit about how you've capitalized uh, Better Sports Network so far and maybe discuss any plans for any uh, future fundraising? Thank you. Well, this is something I've learned a lot about. And, and thanks to, to my co-founder, Al Williams, has been able to help me build the business the right way. And he has helped self-fund from the beginning as a founder uh, of Better Sports Network. And anybody who's purchased an app knows it's like buying a house. Uh, this isn't easy. So uh, we were able to be self-founded and use some strategic investors to get us off the ground here. And we're currently uh, raised 650000 of an available $1.25 Again, looking for strategic people that can open doors and connect for us. Uh, we're, we're eyeing the, the merger and acquisition market. There were some highly credited groups out there uh, that have some very interesting uh, perspectives on the space. And um, so we... And that's basically where we are. Grateful to be able to be able to keep it in-house as far as our investors go and work with strategics. And of course, as we grow, uh, probably open up that funnel a little bit more. But want to work with people that understand us, understand who we are, what we're doing. And uh, I don't want to turn anybody off, but we'd love to not pick up the phone every three weeks and tell our investors how we're doing. Like, let us do our jobs, let us work, and, and, and let's have a little trust. I also want to drill in a little bit to the journey thus far for you at a, at a founder level. And if you look back on the first year, Matt, what do you think has been the biggest challenge for you just taking things from zero to one and getting things stood up and off the ground for Better Sports Network? There's a lot here, Jesse. I mean, for sure, you know, someone like me who's been around for a long time in the corporate space and had dreams of, of what now Better Sports Network would be. Very hard to be able to back off those when they're not working and, and very hard to get off that mountain and say, okay, you're right. We're not going to do this anymore. I mean, I'm such a creature of live, long form content. It's all I want to do. And all of a sudden, everybody wants 45 seconds pre-recorded stuff. So, you know, to be able to, to knock yourself back and say, listen, you don't have all the answers. Let the market determine who you are and still keep your core foundation of interaction and entertainment and inclusion and community. So, so that has easily been the, the, the hardest thing for me to do is to um, listen to people objectively and, and use the data to really determine what's working and what's not. Um, you know, you know it, it's, it's interesting, the people that play daily fantasy sports who aren't sports fans, the, the Wall Street people, uh, the algorithm people, they have an advantage because they don't have a bias to the name on the back of the jersey like I have. I'm going to play this player because of my history. I know of them, but some non-sports fan who has that algorithm and goes with the data is going to succeed. It's the same thing in this business and that I'm so biased on what I've seen and what I want my revenue ninja comes in and say, well, look what you're getting out of what you want and look what we're doing with what I want to do. And to be able to allow the smart people that I've surrounded myself with to do what they do and get out of it 
very hard for me to do. I mean, it's so funny. There's so many areas of our business now I'm not even touching. They don't want me in the social media game. They don't want me in the marketing game. So I just do the interviews like this and let the smart people do it. So, I mean, delegating and allowing people to kind of handle your baby and grow your, you know, and protect your egg, uh, you know, that's been the hardest thing. Awesome. Love that. And look, you're an incredibly busy guy. I mean, you have many demands on your time from a business and content perspective, but you know, you're also a busy guy outside of your professional life. And I'm just curious, Matt, like, how do you keep on top of it all? And, and how do you maintain some semblance of work-life balance to the extent that you can and, you know, approach all of this with the energy and enthusiasm that you do every day? This has been impossible. I've got three kids. Uh, I talked my wife into having a third child five years ago. We were steady in corporate America and she kind of went along with it. And I pulled everything out from under, <laughs> left corporate to be an entrepreneur where there's no safety net and, and I still got to be a dad. So, I mean, incredibly hard. I, I've always been a kind of 24 seven work person, multitasker as a programmer. You always know what's on the air right now. You always know what's coming up. You always know the next show tomorrow. But, but this is a whole different experience as a first-time entrepreneur. I'm never 100% mentally with anybody. I've always got the business here, and I'm kind of juggling four or five things right here. Uh, and basically, you know, I'll go, I'll go find time to shopping for five minutes when, uh, when I know I can do it. So I haven't done a good job of creating a work-life balance. But the good part about it is when it's your own business, it is your life. It is our business. My family is this business. It's my fourth child. I'm doing this for my family. So it's a little easier to justify, uh, but there's very little sleep. The kids need their attention. Wife needs attention. Everybody needs to have a life. I think the biggest thing that's suffered are my fantasy sports teams. I mean, 18 fantasy football leagues. There's no way to find time to make a draft. There's no way to find time to make trades and free agency. So kind of had a lot of let a lot go. And you have this dream that later in life, things are going to be organized. You can have your feet up on your organized desk in your beautiful program director's room. I don't know if I'll ever get there. Right now, it's chaos. But I, but I think I proved, at least physically, I can carry this burden. I've done it for a year. I haven't broken down. Uh, mentally, is a different story. But physically, I can handle it. And you have to if you want to start a new business. This is not an easy undertaking. And the last thing I'll say is, it's unbelievable to me how physically tired I get from the mental strain of running the business. That's never happened to me before. I've always had the mental gymnastics going on in my head. I've always had tons of energy, but I am physically tired from mental strain. And that's a first for me. Well, and there is no off switch, right? As you said, you're, you're constantly thinking about it and you, you have to as a founder and an entrepreneur, you're, you're doing a disservice to your business if you're not thinking about it 24 seven almost, right? crazy. I mean, it's so hard. It's, you got to make it fun. You got to try to, 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 to relate to other people. Thank God I talked to as many entrepreneurs before I got involved with this as I did, or I'd be a complete basket case. But everything they've told me has been true, including it's never going to be the first idea, Matt. It's your ability to adapt to what the market wants you to be and where the market opportunities are. Don't stand on your first idea or you'll die. Love it, Matt. Love it. Um, Let's blast forward five months into the future as mid-February Super Bowl is behind us. As you look back on this NFL season, what does a successful NFL season look like for Better Sports Network? Well, this is the game right now. Everyone in our industry needs to make their money. We're like, you know, hibernating animals. We're gathering all our acorns now to make it through the offseason. 
thankfully for sports betting uh, in February, in March, we now have actionable sports every single day. When I first started, it was football season and then figure out what you can do to get to the next football season. Now, at least in first and second quarter, we can talk about niche sports. We can do actionable information and help people engage in the sports they love. But we absolutely have to have a big fantasy football, NFL betting season, college football season. Success for us is being able to grow the app for sure. We need to establish BetterCast as, as an experience that people want to be a part with, free to play, so that whenever they are watching a game, they say, oh, I want to compete with people that are watching the same game and I want to have that social experience and I want to have all that cool technology. I want to be able to win prizes of watching games. We need to be able to get better cast out there. We need to, now that we've done well with the fantasy alarm business and we have a good amount of subscribers, we need to retain, right? Everybody's bringing in new users in August and September. We need to retain the users that we have now. We need to work hard at customer service. We need to make sure that they want to stay with us. On the Better Sports Network front, we have to grow our audience. We've got to figure out SEO and grow and grow and grow. Uh, you know, this is a numbers game and an influencers game, and, and we need to be able to move the needle for our clients. We're now working with uh, clients across the industry that expect us to Bring people to their platforms, move the needle for them. So if we get to February, they're all going to be evaluating how we did, including evaluating how we did for ourselves. So this is go time for us. And uh, it's an exciting time. Obviously, I'm terrified and nervous at the same time. But um, at least, you know, you have your own destiny in your hands and you're guiding your own ship. And uh, you're not relying on someone else to decide if you're going to be successful or not. Love it, Matt. And that takes us to my standard closing question. And this might be a hard one for you to conceive because I get that, you know, sports runs through your DNA, but just, you know, bear with me here. If you weren't working in sports nor in broadcasting or in any previous career chapters in a parallel universe, what would you be doing instead? I'd be making soup, Jesse. I love, <laughs> I love to make soup. There's something therapeutic about taking these ingredients like water and chicken and, and raw vegetables and adding heat and seeing them come together, putting them in a refrigerator, seeing it come together, creating aroma, creating flavor, and then nourishing people, nourishing my family, nourishing my friends. Um, I, I could do almost anything while I'm making soup, and it's a real cool side business for us. So you might see uh, Soup Daddy be a cool prize if you win something on BetterCast. I'll send you a bowl of soup. Hell yeah. What's your go-to soup, Matt? Chicken soup for sure. But in the summertime, I'm a gazpacho guy. And right. I love to have a nice, spicy, cold gazpacho out on the beach. Awesome. Love it. Look forward to trying one one of these days. Um, for folks listening, Matt, that want to check out any of the properties that you manage in the Better Sports Network and or get in touch with yourself to discuss anything on the business side, can you quickly plug where they can go do all that? I'd love to. So we've got a list, so be ready. I mean, on social media, we're at Better Network and at Fantasy Alarm. On YouTube is where you find all of our streaming content for Fantasy Alarm at Better Sports Network. The Better Cast app is free in the Apple app and Google Play stores. We'd love you to download it, support me, support my journey. Go in there. You're going to have a lot of fun. We'll give you some free tickets just for signing up uh, to be able to do that. And uh, LinkedIn, you know, people make fun of me, but I love LinkedIn. I could be authentic there. I could be a rookie entrepreneur and a broadcast veteran. And I made so many strong relationships there. And that's kind of the core of where Better Sports Productions lives. I'd love for people to reach out to me on LinkedIn, Matt Deutsch, and let's have a conversation about how we can help each other. Awesome. I'll drop links in the show notes to all of those, Matt. But for now, I want to thank you for joining here. Really enjoyed this one and wishing you and the team all the success uh, for the NFL season and beyond. Thanks so much, Jesse. Can't wait to see you at the next convention.